Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tim and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. Hey, to the hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Renee, I feel like I've been talking NASCAR all day. You probably have. I mean, we did our Twitter chat. We went live on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Periscope, talked to some of our familiar people, Kenny, front row Kenny, Justin from Speedway Media. Mm-hmm. Few other people, Ryan Goodrum. And then aside from that, it was our Twitter chat that happens every Monday from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until about 8 p.m. or so, depending on how lit it is and how many responses we get. We usually do about an hour, hour and a half. Saying all that to say, I feel like my life today on this very day has been all NASCAR talk. (laughs) Not to mention, I was at the track on Sunday for the race in Fontana, and I was also at the track on Saturday for the Xfinity race that was happily titled the Roseanne 300 Hmm. after Roseanne Barr's new show. Well, it's her old show that's coming back, so I guess technically it's new. That looks pretty good, by the way, too. You're saying that because you're a comedian. That's true, too. I am. But in all honesty, (laughs) I don't think it's going to survive. Yeah, well, hopefully it will. I really did like the original show. I'm hoping that it'll be good. See, here's the issue. And I talked about this at the track. I Actually, I think I spoke on this with Rachel and Justin, who are married. Who Rachel's my partner in crime at the tracks when she's at the track. But saying all that to say, I don't think it's going to survive because we're in a different day and age. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys understand how old we are. We're not. Right, old, we don't but, need to, to but, date you know, ourselves. We, but. I remember as a youngin watching Archie Bunker mm-hmm. and the Jeffersons and those kind of shows, and the humor that humor from those days doesn't fly these days right. because we're Absolutely. so politically correct. Yeah, I look at some of the Jefferson episodes when he always called not Mister Bentley, but the other guy. Right, uh, he would always call him a honky. <laughs> You can't use that that terminology. No. Even like you think about the late, great, legendary Red Fox. Yep. I was just about to go there, too. And I look at some Sanford of the old Sun. episodes of Sanford and Son when he was mad at the Puerto Rican with get, the yeah, goat. Yeah, 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 man. You can't say that stuff on TV now because <laughs> it's just not. Too PC nowadays. Yeah, we're just too PC. And even Archie Bunker, like, I thoroughly enjoyed Archie Bunker. Yeah, me too. Maybe there was something to be said. I was so young, I didn't really get some of the inappropriate humor. Right, right. But I don't think I was that young because I don't think my mother would have let me watch it. Yeah, I mean, other shows like Good Times and stuff like that, that was different because that was more like a family social type of issue things that they did. But yeah, the Archie Bunker, the Jeffersons, yeah, man, and uh, even the Sanford and Sons. Yeah, oh, boy, you ain't going to see TV like that anymore. What was the show with, what you talking about, Willis? Oh, Different Strokes. Different Strokes. Yeah. What about um, Facts of Life? Yeah, the Facts of Life oh, was a good goodness. one. Oh, my goodness. For our younger listeners, you guys have no idea wow. what TV used to be like. <laughs> I mean, even I think about, okay, we're going to get to some NASCAR talk, but this is just too juicy not to talk about. Remember, did you watch H.R. Puff and stuff, the cartoon? Yes, I did. 
I didn't know HR puffing stuff was puffing stuff. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that for a you long time. That? Well, I, I know you it know now, now, but yeah, okay. but I, I, I didn't know it. That so time. I Google know that it. Do time. yourself a favor. There was a cartoon back in our day called HR puffing stuff. And the writers of that cartoon. They integrated a lot of uh, puffin stuff. Yeah. And I actually found out puffin stuff was named after some type of cigar back then that people used to roll marijuana in before what, people knew about blunts. Blunts, right, exactly. Yeah. That was like one of my, I love witchy food. Okay, you know, <laughs> let's talk about like Popeye. Remember yeah. the Popeye cartoons? Well, it was some good cartoons back in the day. Oh, Woody Woodpecker, all the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, really I used good. to watch Woody Woodpecker. Oh, and man. And I used to love me some good Fruit Loops. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> some Fruit Loops and cartoons on a Saturday <laughs> morning. I mean, even like I think about the Electric Company, those old school I remember school the things. Electric Company. What was, what was, and I used to watch also, what was the one with the um, guys that were dressed up like the elephant that was a, a lion, I think, or... Um, I don't know nothing about what? that. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. the Wiz, oh. the Wizard of Oz. Oh God, no! One was dressed up like an elephant. I, if anybody, if any of our listeners remembers what I'm talking about, these guys were dressed up as okay. These, <laughs> these they're not puppets, but uh, you know, animal outfits. They were, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. That was before my time. Okay, so I know you guys are like, what are they talking about? But you know, life is not always about NASCAR. Although it can be. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into some NASCAR talk. But Renee, really quick, I'm sorry, guys, but Renee had an epic weekend, so I do want to hear just a little bit about your yes. weekend. Yeah, my weekend was fantastic, guys. Uh, and for any new listeners out there, my son lives in Texas, and I, I was able to get him down to visit me for a whole week. We did so many things uh, during the week that I also had a gig out in Phoenix that weekend, and I was able to bring him with me, and we had some fantastic father-son quality time that we haven't had in a very long time. And it was great. Now, my son is a lot older. He's not like he's four or 14. My son is 23 years old. And it is amazing because to have some good father-son quality time, even at that age, at my age, is absolutely fantastic. So we, we did all kinds of stuff this weekend. He hung out with me at the shows, Tam. He had a really good time. He bought a couple of rounds. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, did you guys oh, drink yeah. together? Oh, yeah. Actually, I, okay. I, I made him buy us a couple of rounds. <laughs> Renee's son is like his twin. Oh, totally. Yeah. Which if you is guys, crazy. Um, they wear the same glasses, everything. <laughs> if you guys get a chance, just go and you can check out my own personal social media. And I have uh, some pictures there of my son uh, on my storyline. But uh, you can uh, look me up on my uh, personal social media at It's Renee Garcia. That's at I-T-S-R-E-N-E Garcia. Anyway, but we had a great time. Okay. So let's jump into some NASCAR talk. Finally. Yes. We're just going to jump right into the top 10 at Phoenix. Here we go. No, we weren't even no, at Phoenix. We you were, were in Phoenix. I was in Phoenix. I was in Fontana. Yeah. And the, ra- was, the race was at Fontana okay, as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> the top 10 from the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. That was... Mm-hmm. Martin Truex Jr. came in first, Kyle Larson second, Kyle Busch third, Brad Keselowski fourth, Joy Logano fifth, Denny Hamlin sixth, Eric Jones seventh, top ten finish for the young guy. Blaney, as in Ryan Blaney, came in eighth, Jimmy Johnson ninth, and Austin Dillon rounded out the top ten. 
I'm not going to go into any notables because at this point, this was what, our fourth race of the season? Our fifth correct. race? Uh, I believe it's our fourth. No, it's our fifth. Is it our fifth? Was Actually, it our fifth no, race? it is our fifth. No, was- because Harvick was going for four. That is correct. And, and, we, he, and oh, he didn't win Right, and Austin Dillon won the, the uh, Daytona. Yeah, so, so that okay, was our yes. fifth race. So on that note, next week, since we're five races in, next week we'll start to kind of give you guys a reminder of where we are in the point, point standings. standings. So just off the top of my head, I believe Martin Truex Jr. is at the top in points. Mm. Even though he only won one race so far because Kevin Harvick, or excuse me, yeah, because Kevin Harvick was deducted. Correct. That they is deducted correct. points from Kevin right. Harvick for the penalty that he received. Right, which was about the window, the back window. Yeah, that is our top 10. And like I said, there's no reason to give any notables because at this point, if you're not top 10, you're not, I'm not, I don't want to say you're not anything, but in the great words of, I don't even know, what was the daddy's name on, in Talladega? Oh. Uh. <laughs> well, in the great words of the movie, right. Talladega, if you're not first, you're last. last. Right, exactly. So if you're not in the top 10, you're, you're not irrelevant. doing nothing. That's yeah, correct. At this yeah. point. Jimmy Johnson finally cracked the top 10. Yes. He was only ninth, but at least he was top 10. And then all the Penske guys were top 10, although there are only three. Team Penske had a good day. Yeah, it's not like the team is four deep. It's three, but Blaney, eighth, Joy Logano, fifth, and Brad Keselowski, fourth. So not bad. What else do we need to talk about? I'm like, we, well, we all, so far we only got through the top 10 and we're like, what I else know. do we need to talk about? Well, and a lot for, of that is because we've talked so much NASCAR all damn day. You're right. First of all, let's give a shout out to Martin Triggs Jr. and his team. Congratulations uh, back to his winning ways, uh, his first win of the season, but literally racing exactly like where he left off last year because he is pretty much dominating on those points. Just like he did last year before he started rattling off wins after wins after wins. My picks that I picked, uh, Kyle Larson, he came in uh, second. My veteran driver, who I said if Kyle Larson doesn't win, my veteran driver, Kyle Busch, that I picked uh, came in third. I knew I had a feeling with both of those guys. I'm glad they kind of made me look good, Tam, to be honest with you. I wish that Kyle Larson would have really won that race, but... Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but he didn't. I mean, it would have been great because wasn't he my pick? Yeah, because I think you picked uh, one of the Kyles as Let well. Let me but I, investigate I, I think, that. I think you picked Kyle Bush more than you did Kyle Larson, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if the little bump with Kevin Harvick early in the race kind of ruined his chances a little bit, maybe because of the car being a little hit. But I would say that if he didn't come in second, but he was right there. You can't really blame the bump because at this point, it's not like... Where did Kevin Harvick come in? Like, he wasn't top 10. So, to me, it was a non-factor. He just couldn't get right. Truex. At one point, I remember I was taking some photos of the cars going around the track. And I was like, jeez, this guy. I said Kevin Harvick. I meant to say Martin Truex. <laughs> Truex Jr. You guys yeah, know I know. Well, you I, know like, what? talked out. Like, I never thought that I would get to the point where I'm just like, <laughs> I have so much NASCAR information rattling in my brain at this moment. I don't even know what to talk about. I know, but you know what so it is? This show is going to be short, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, but but you know what it is too, though, Tim, is that Kevin Harvick was going for his fourth straight win that we've been seeing Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick, Kevin Harvick for four weeks now. I'm not going to hold that against you, and I don't think any of our listeners will hold that against you because I keep wanting to say Kevin Harvick as well. 
Well, Martin Truex Jr. So getting back to what I was trying to say, and right. thanks for putting that out there, because I think that's exactly what's happened, is that I've said Kevin Harvick's name so mm-hmm. much. I've written so many articles about Kevin Harvick in the last couple of days, which you guys can, or the last couple of weeks, you guys can check those out at thedrive.com. I am Kevin Harvick overloaded. That doesn't mean that I hate Kevin Harvick because I actually like that guy and I'm not going to be like you Kyle Bush haters and hate Kevin Harvick just because he's winning. I'm not her. Oh boy. I, I love a good winner. All except Kobe Bryant. I wasn't really, Kobe wasn't the nicest person. A lot of the reasons why people hated Kevin. Oh God. Oh, I keep wanting to again. say Kevin. <laughs> a lot of the reasons why people hated Kobe Bryant was because he was a winner or he, you know, he is a winner. Right. But with the me, I never hate a winner unless they have a nasty attitude. Right. I like Kevin Harvick, but I actually was rooting for him to go four in a row, but it's great to see Martin Truex Jr. win. I would actually like to see one of the younger guys get a win. Like, yeah. we need new storylines in NASCAR. It's starting to get stale. Well, you know what it is? I, and I think the reason for the staleness is uh, possibly because I think we can include ourselves in this because we're media. But I think a lot of the media has, at the very beginning, where they just talked about the younger drivers and the younger drivers are taking over and the younger drivers this, the younger drivers that, that a lot of these veteran drivers want to make sure that they are not forgotten. We're still here. And I, I mean, I'm all for that, but I think you're right, Tam. I think we need some younger drivers to come back out and go, okay, you got it. We see that you're still here, but watch this now. That's true, but here's the thing. They're not performing. Like, real talk, it has so far been the year of the veteran because although Kyle Larson came in second, mm-hmm. we've already established that this is his last year being considered a young guy because right. he's, he's been racing. For five years or mm-hmm. four years and kind of like four and a half because I think that fifth year he didn't race full time. But next season will be his fifth full time season. Right. So he's technically on that border. So when you look at the top 10, the young guys that showed up were only Eric Jones, who came in seventh and Ryan Blaney, who came in eighth. And because Austin Dillon, I guess, technically is still a young guy. Yeah, I think he still so is. I, I guess, think we can still yeah, consider so, him. So that was intent. But Truex first, Bush third, as in Kyle Bush, Brad mm-hmm. Keselowski fourth, Joy Logano fifth, Denny Hamlin sixth, Jimmy Johnson ninth. The old vets. Yeah, but oh, you know what? Don't use the word old. Right, exactly. The veterans, just the veteran drivers. They're dominated. What were you going to say, Renee? Nothing. I was going to say that it was just nice to see Jimmy Johnson's name back in the top 10. And, uh, you know, I think this is maybe a good uh, start for him to go on this, help him push him forward and build off of this. Even though it's a ninth place finish, I know that. But maybe he can build off of this in the next week or the next couple of races and he can get better and better and better. Well, Papa Johnson, as we have been calling him Mm -hmm. on the show, he did better than the rest of the team. Yeah. So, hey. (laughs) A ninth place finish is better than not finishing or not finishing or not coming in the top 10 or top 20. On that note, going back, I do want to talk about Kyle Busch because he's been a hot, hot topic thanks to his, I don't even want to call it a Twitter rant because in all honesty, the fans came for him on Twitter and he went for the throat. Yeah, they but they came at him hard too, you know? Yeah, and I don't think as... Larson alluded to there were beers involved. I think he just got <laughs> tired of all the rhetoric and all the 
some of the things people say on Twitter are just not nice. We were watching a video before we started the podcast, Tam, and, and uh, there was a little roundtable of uh, old veteran drivers that are now retired, veterans, veterans. And they were saying how, you know, one of them was saying how he stays off of Twitter because he doesn't want to get engaged into that. The other one was saying that he engaged with this person on Twitter. Come to find out it's a 13-year-old boy. You know yeah, what I mean? And, 14. Yeah, or 14, whatever. But the, the, the point is, is that I know how, how difficult it can be because as a entertainer in even just doing stand-up, you get people who seriously tell you whatever they want. And it's not just Twitter. It can be any social media on your Instagram, especially YouTube. Go to YouTube, people, and check that out. Pull up any video you want. It could be a video about bunnies or flowers and read the comments. And somehow there's a race war that starts in the middle, in the halfway down. And it's insane that a regular Joe Schmo can just sit back and uh, have a few beers and kick back with his feet up. And then have the nerve enough to ridicule another, you know, human, being. another human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, like, in, in any fashion, but especially like somebody like a NASCAR driver who, you know, dude, you're not in the car. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, you're not racing. You're not driving against all these other guys and, and having to go through the whole stress of trying to win a race and trying to keep your team on top, trying to keep your sponsorship up, trying to keep, you know, your paycheck coming in. And that's tough. And here's a guy that can just sit in his couch and just say whatever they want to say. It's, it's pretty frustrating. If you can hear it in my voice, I get a little frustrated. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy. But you're right. Kyle Bush went right after them and he went for the throat. And some of them were really funny. <laughs> One thing, and I don't, I don't think we need to read the tweets because at this point, right. you guys can just go to his timeline. But I was going to say, <laughs> I saw this post where it was like this crazy photo of this guy who literally was laying on a nasty couch that looked like it had gross things on it and he had a beer in his hand and he was just it he was nasty the couch was nasty and the house was nasty and the it was like a meme and the meme said something to the effect like this guy is the guy who's leaving those comments the negative comments and right hopefully you can visualize the way i'm trying to explain it but these are people who don't have a life. You got to let a lot of the hate roll off. But I just feel like Kyle Bush was at a breaking point where he was like, <laughs> enough is enough. It is what it is. Well, it's a part of NASCAR. I and, just- and Kyle Bush doesn't have the greatest history with post-race I- interviews and stuff. Uh, you know, with the whole well, mic drop last year. I mean, it just. Renee, my thing is, is that. First of all, Kyle Bush is entertaining. Yeah, he is. I, I, and I, I agree. I think people take everything he says way too seriously. Like, just calm down. Take a chill <laughs> pill. That's like the old school term from like, I think that was the 90s when people used to say, take yeah, a chill pill. take a chill pill. But you know what? I'm a big believer that I think Kyle Bush does a lot of this on purpose ju- just to annoy people, uh, just, just to get a rise out of, I really honestly believe sometimes he does it. Just to entertain himself. Well, I love it. I won't say I like it. <laughs> I love, I love it, it, it because some of the drivers that I won't name or call out, their personalities are interesting. Yeah, They're just like, ask them a question. It's like talking to your refrigerator. I don't know. <laughs> it's so true. That's okay. so true. I don't know where that analysis yeah, came I, from. No, but you're right. Because who talks to the refrigerator? Yeah. Well, somebody does. Well, I'm sure somebody out there does. Okay, moving right along. What's going on in NASCAR? Oh, you know, let's talk about 
the race and how there was nobody in the stands. We talked about it a right. little you bit. You mentioned this earlier. On our live Periscope that we did on Twitter. And we talked about it a little bit during our Twitter chat. But you and I have not discussed it. Fan attendance was down. Fans are disgruntled and ratings are down. What's up with NASCAR? Yeah. I, I don't I, know. And I know you had mentioned something about being in the driver's meeting and how packed it was. And then you guys file out into the racetrack and there's hardly anybody in the stands. And that's got to be disappointing. That's got to be disappointing to people like us who are fans of the sport. It's got to be disappointing to the race car drivers knowing that there's nobody out there really watching the race, at least in, in the stands, that is. And it's got to be disappointing to NASCAR itself that there's hardly anybody there, which takes us to our other point, Tam, as far as what does NASCAR do about trying to change that? And I think like how you saw a lot of celebrities out there, and there's always celebrities out at Fontana. And I brought this up too. I wonder if NASCAR does this to try to help thinking maybe people will come out because they know these stars will be out. They know all these these uh, celebrities will be out there and it's a chance for them to not only watch the race and uh, not only to meet their favorite drivers or... But how are these fans going to meet these celebrities? Because I'm going to read a list right. of the celebrities that were yeah, there. Yeah, go ahead. And I didn't even see half of the celebrities. And I stood on the red carpet. Now, granted, some of these people are before my time, after my time, or just people that I don't consider celebrities, like real talk. Uh -huh. But you bring these celebrities out to get press, I guess, for people to do media coverage. But interesting enough, I went to TMZ. So if you don't know, I'm going to let you guys know, TMZ is my guilty pleasure. TMZ.com is the only website that I go to just to kill time is where productivity <laughs> dies on TMZ.com for me. And plus TMZ usually has the real story. They're pretty much right. Harvey, on. who owns TMZ, mm -hmm. is a lawyer. So nothing on that site is BS except the story they wrote about me. But that's right. another story. But saying all that to say, I went to TMZ to see if they had any stories about Caitlyn Jenner and Kurt Busch. For some of you guys already know, but if you don't know, I'm obsessed with un trying to understand how Kurt Busch and Caitlyn Jenner are friends. Yeah. I'm like, were, did they become friends when Caitlyn was Bruce? Because, you know, he was a world-class athlete. Right. Or did they become friends when she was Caitlyn? So let me repeat that. Did Kurt become friends with Bruce when he was Bruce or did... Kurt become friends with Caitlyn when she was Caitlyn. Yeah. Okay. So you the, got that, that? Yeah. That's a good question. What are you going to say? No, that? I was just going to say that is a good question, but I, I, you know, I guess it just depends on what the uh, circumstances of how they met or, you know, and, and how long they've been friends because uh, that's going to sway people's, I think, opinions one way or the other. Was, were they friends when he was with Bruce, uh, when he was Bruce or was this something new when, she became Caitlyn. Well, we shouldn't have an opinion about what how he chooses his friends. That's true. It's just I'm obsessed with trying to understand. <laughs> but <laughs> but saying all that to say. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> saying that to say, getting back to TMZ. TMZ did a story on Bruce and oh, I'm sorry. They did a story on Caitlyn, and I have mm -hmm. air quotation marks. They did a story on Caitlyn and Kurt meeting up at some restaurant and they had like these cars or whatever 
And that was earlier in the week. And I'm assuming when they first, Kurt and his wife first touched down in Los Angeles for the whole NASCAR goes west. I was expecting them to run another story about Caitlyn being at the race. Mm -hmm. And considering all the celebrities that were at the race, I would have thought TMZ would have covered that. But yet it was crickets. On that note, I'm going to read off some of the celebrities that were there. I don't know if TMZ didn't care. Did anybody care? I'm not quite sure. But the cast of Super Troopers 2, Mm -hmm. they were the grand marshals of the race. They were there. I never seen Super Troopers 1, so I don't really know much about it. <laughs> Cassandi Pope sung the national anthem. And in Summerhalder was the honorary pace car driver. And he's an actor from the Vampire Diaries and Lost. I think I watched Lost. I know I didn't watch the Vampire Diaries because that's one of those kitty type shows. Is this, how do you say that? Chiquis Riviera? Ooh. Chicas Rivera. Rivera? I yeah. said Riviera. Rivera. He was or she was. Is that Chicas? I'm not sure if that's a male or female. Okay. I'm not even uh, that, familiar with that, that particular person, person. And they're on celebrity reality show. The Riveras. Yeah. I don't even know. God, I don't know a lot of these names. Janae Manigault. She sung God Bless America. She's from Hillsong, California. What does Hillsong have to do with that? Yeah. I know it's Hillsong, that church. Right. Okay, Jonathan Fernandez, the actor from Lethal Weapon. Justin Harley, the actor from NBC's This Is Us. That show is pretty huge. I got into it, but I just can't watch too much TV. Jamie Camille, actor from CW's Jane the Virgin and Academy Award winning film Coco. Olivia Holt, the actress from Freedoms. Hmm. Oh, Freedom's Marvel Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Oh, that's your. Oh dad. yeah, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, Mr. Fluffy himself, he, actor, comedian. He was also there. Yeah, he got a huge. Um, like people really applauded him being there. I don't even want to read off all the rest of these people because I don't really care. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I know Cristela Alonso. Oh, that's uh, another. Yeah. Right, and that's right, right. Um, from mm-hmm. Disney's Disney Pixar's Cars Three. Mm-hmm. Wilmer was there. I Wilmer know, Valderrama, yeah. Yeah, I know Wilmer. I didn't know Wilmer was on NCIS. Yeah. Yay, yay! Ice yay, Cube yay. was in the house. Now, Ice Cube, so if I had to rank the applause at the driver's meeting, the troops, not the stormtroopers, but the real troopers, and I'm talking about Army, Navy, our uh, veterans, they got the loudest round of applause, then Ice Cube, and then, what was the comedian? Uh, Fluffy. Uh, Gary Fluffy. Gracias. And then the Migos guys. Oh, and the Migos, Migos was there. All of, I think it was only two of them. I'm not quite sure. Ice Cube, if you guys don't know, yeah. he's a hip hop pioneer, rock and roll hall of fame inductee, mm-hmm. producer, writer, and actor. Oh, look, Lorenz Tate was there. How about that? I didn't see Lorenz Tate. Mm-hmm. I would have recognized Lorenz Tate because he's on Power. Oh, okay. My show. Yeah. With 50 Cent. Migos. Who else? Gosh, man, that's a whole list I mean, of stuff. Look at that. I'm not even going to read all the names. I'll just read some of the shows. So an actor from Fox's The Mick was there. Who watches The Mick? I don't know about that show. Ooh, Shinola uh, from Shameless. Oh, yeah. So she took photos with everybody. There's a photo of her and Johnny. Johnny works. I don't know if Johnny works for NASCAR or not, but Johnny's the man for NASCAR. He sets up the victory lane. He does everything. Oh, wow. So he has a photo with her. 
everybody had a photo with her. I took a photo of her and I spoke to her because her and I had a conversation a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. She's really sweet. So Caitlyn Jenner, and they have her listed as New York Times bestselling author and philanthropist. Okay. Yeah. And the list goes on and on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, Nick Lachey else. was there. Oh, Nick Lachey. Look at that. Wait, Nick Lachey was in what group? Uh, Nick Lachey was in the- It was a boys uh, in, group. Was it NSYNC or was it the no, Backstreet Boys? No, he wasn't in either one of those groups. Oh, uh, then it was those other guys. Gosh, what's the name of them? Okay. I feel like we boy, took- Oh, we took boy. the energy down talking about this crap. <laughs> Let's crank it back up. Yeah, there we go. And I hate to be so disrespectful, but that's my point. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, exactly. Another reason why the stands were empty. So let's crank it back up so we can close out the show. Okay, let's do it. I guess it's time for, for a fan comment know, of the week. I don't even want to go over the fan comment of the week. Go okay. to the Twitter account and check out what we talked about during our weekly Twitter chat at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our Twitter you won't even have to remind them at the end of the show because I'm going to tell you guys now before we go into predictions. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our username is Turns No Breaks. Okay, you got that? Good. Now, predictions. Renee, who you got? It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. So here we go. We are in Martinsville this weekend. Martinsville is where we're going to be at. And this is who is going to take the checkered flag this weekend. It is going to be none other than Kyle Busch. I'm going with a veteran driver again. I believe that Kyle Busch is on a rampage right now. Not a Kevin Harvick kind of a rampage, but a Kyle Busch rampage. And he is going not only on these people on Twitter, but he's going to go after the drivers and everybody else on the racetrack this weekend. I I really believe Kyle Busch is going to win this race. He's got so much motivation going for him. He's got so much going that I think he's going to use all of this to push him forward and really want to win that race this weekend. So Kyle Busch is going to take the checkered flag in Martinsville. And if I have to choose a younger driver that will win, I'm going to say Kyle Larson again. Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch came in way too close and I picked them last week. Because they came in way close, I'm going to pick them again. But this time, I'm picking Kyle Busch first, Kyle Larson second. There you have it. Those are Renee's predictions. And as we always say, he better stick to them. <laughs> okay, so now it is time for the history lesson. As Renee said, we're in Martinsville. We race twice a year in Martinsville, once in April and once in October. I am about to give you guys the past 10 winners at Martinsville. You ready? I'm ready. 2008, Denny Hamlin. 2009, Jimmy. 2010, Denny. And if you guys don't know, for our new listeners, these are the past 10 for the first race at Martinsville. So every time we read our past 10 winners, when we race twice a year, we only read off the past 10 winners for the first race or the second race, depending. So these are our past 10 for the first race. I left off at 2011, Kevin Harvick, 2012, Ryan Newman, I almost said Ryan Blaney, 2013, Jimmy Johnson, 2014, Kurt Busch, 2015, Denny Hamlin, 2016, Kyle Busch, and 2017, Brad Keselowski. Hmm. So Brad Keselowski won last year in April at Martinsville. Notables, Jimmy Johnson is a nine-time winner in Martinsville. Denny Hamlin's a five-time winner in Martinsville. 
Kurt and Kyle, the brothers, mm-hmm. they're both two-time winners. Harvick has only won one time in the Cup Series, one time in the Xfinity Series, and three times in the Truck Series. And the reason why I brought that up is because I found it interesting that Kevin Harvick won the last Xfinity race at Martinsville. And guess when that was? Hmm. 2006. Wow. So the Xfinity series has not raced at Martinsville since 2006. And prior to that race, the last race winner was 1994, Kenny Wallace. Holy smokes. So that's interesting that the Xfinity series doesn't race there. Yeah. On that note, I know you guys are ready for my predictions. I want to go with Jimmy because I feel like he's about to get that old groove back. I don't know if he's quite there yet. Yeah. I didn't realize Denny Hamlin didn't even come in the top 10 hmm. at Fontana. So I'm not sure if I want to go with Denny. Yeah, Renee, I think I'm going to go with Truex for two in a row. And my young driver, because I almost said my alternative pick was Kyle Busch, but my young driver is going to be Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for him to show up and show out at Martinsville. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I think as well. That's exa- that's also why I picked Kyle Larson as well, if it's not going to be Kyle Busch. Well, those are our picks. Those are our predictions. Uh, we'd love to know your predictions. If you uh, want to send us your predictions or your thoughts about uh, what we talked about today, please hit us up on our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Please go to our website, allturnsnobreaks.com, and check us out there. And please, if you listen to the podcast and you love us, and we know you love us, and you have anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as we do, just as much as you do, please turn them on to our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, I believe. Is that correct? And we're on iHeartRadio. That is absolutely correct. We are on iHeartRadio, so please check us out. Keep following us. And for those of you that have been following us for a while, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. And we will see you guys again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 